New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noam Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports, Lou Dobbs, Business. And now, here's Noam Layden on 77 WABC. You know, I just noticed this. They call me Noam Layden in that opening. My name's Noam. I should probably fix that, right? WABC News Time is uh, 5 o'clock. Good morning. It is Thursday, March 2nd. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Could see a shower this morning, then sun and clouds this afternoon. The high going to be 58. Awfully nice. Tonight, overnight, the clouds hang around low 34. And then Friday afternoon showers high 45. If you're walking out the door with us at this hour, it is 40 and cloudy. So happy you're here. So much to get to. Had this moment yesterday where I got home and my younger son's school... Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org called me and asked me if I would take part in their career day where they, I guess, present in front of the school. I said, sure, absolutely. And my kid gets home and I tell him that I'm going to be presenting at his school for career day. And he begs me. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details not to do so and who can blame him you know he doesn't want this bald schlub you know standing in front of his peers so they can find something else to make fun of him for but it reminded me of a moment back when i was in elementary school and i'm sure my father did not ask me if i wanted him to come to school like i asked my kid and gave him the opportunity to get me to not come which i'm not going to do now but uh, there he was my father is a scientist and a cosmetic chemist. He's a real way smarter than I am. And uh, his expertise is in skin and hair follicles, which is funny because I have none. I'm bald. Uh, but uh, so he was going to come speak at career day. And I'll never forget this because it was humiliating, embarrassing, terrifying. So uh, the person who spoke before my father at career day at Jackson Road Elementary School was a member of the Washington Redskins. He was like, a, I don't know, on the offensive line. So you can imagine this huge guy gets up. He's from the Washington Redskins. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And then my father comes up after him. And he's carrying a model of the epidermis to show people the different layers of the skin and then presents about the layers of skin. I mean, it was the worst experience of my life. So I sort of understand where my kid's coming from. I I think my job's a little cooler than that, but I I am not going to take them up on career day, so you will not see me there at career day in Jersey City. All right, let's get into it. WABC News Time 503. The top five at five. A driver on Long Island has a lot of explaining to do. 
A woman just walking along suddenly stabbed. Who's going after cats in Queens? We sort of know where Hoda is now. And Jeopardy fans are just out of their minds. All right, let's get into it. WABC News Time 503. Police investigating after a car drove through a home, totaled it. This was Hicksville, Long Island yesterday. The incident reported at one Gables Drive. I'm not sure why I given you the address like it matters. But this was about 1230. 23-year-old driver hit the curb, drove across the intersection, and then went through the entire house. I mean, this isn't just slamming into the front. I mean, he went through the living room. I heard something boom, and I saw outside is nothing. Then my friend called me. Uh, something happened over there. My wife says walking the dog. She's nervous about kids coming around the corner all the time. So they fly around the corner on a regular basis. So someone was in the house at the time. Thank God they were on the second floor, so they were not hurt. The kid that was driving the car, he wasn't hurt either. It's insane. This is You're supposed to feel safe in your home. This car went right through what appears to be their den. You're supposed to be safe at home. By the way, as a reporter on the street, you live for women like this woman that's talking because she's, you know, sounds a little out of her mind and she's screaming and yelling. She's got a great New York accent. It's insane. This is, you're supposed to feel safe in your home. This car went right through what appears to be their den. You're supposed to be safe at home. And a car goes flying through. This <laughs> this person did not put their foot on the brake. No. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, well, she's got it. She's got the whole story right there. Investigators say the driver was not drunk or under the influence of drugs. In fact, they're not even going to charge him. So maybe he's just a bad driver. Uh, thankfully, nobody hurt. The car, the house, though, inhabitable. Uh, the people there are going to have to move out until they make a whole bunch of repairs. WABC News Time. 505 Midtown Manhattan, the woman recovering after being slashed in the shoulder in Midtown. Let's get the latest now, live from WABC's Alex Barnard. Uh, what happened here, Alex? Well, good morning, Gnome. It looks like the incident that happened in front of the Brooklyn Diner at 57th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue around 3.40 p.m. yesterday was a random attack. Authorities say the 61-year-old woman was walking across 57th Street when an unknown man approached her and stabbed her twice in the right shoulder with a sharp object. Jose Valencia, who is a good Samaritan in this uh, situation, he's a construction worker who rushed to her aid after he heard her scream. Here he is speaking to ABC7. We noticed that she was bleeding on her arm, so I mean, I I actually gave her a cloth in order to tie it so the blood would stop. And then uh, she said the guy just started running off the highway. No word yet if the suspect said anything before attacking the woman. Oh, it's crazy. You know, New York, New York City is not safe. It's not, it's not safe. You know, it's just uh, random. We're working, and you, you don't expect that to happen. So it's pretty bad. It could have been somebody's mother, you know. She was taken to Mount Sinai West in stable condition. Police say the suspect, who is believed to be homeless, fled westbound towards 8th Avenue and 57th Street wearing an orange hooded sweatshirt. No arrests have been made so far, and the investigation is ongoing. But so the thought is that this guy's homeless, or they don't know? They don't know, but they believe he is. It's it's not clear, but likely. Oh, wow. Just another random, bizarre attack on the streets of Manhattan. Thank you, WABC's Alex Barnard. WABC News Time 510. SpaceX Crew 6 mission is finally off the ground of the countdown yesterday. Three, two, one. Engines full power and liftoff of Crew 6. Go Dragon, go Falcon. Yeah, this was around midnight last night. So this is when you realize that even when we're sort of 
at war with Russia that we're still doing a lot with them. On board are two NASA astronauts, a Russian cosmonaut, right? If we were really at war with Russia, we wouldn't invite a Russian cosmonaut aboard this, but they are. An astronaut from the United Arab Emirates is also there. The crew will spend six months International Space Station before returning to Earth. WABC News Time 510, New Jersey State Troopers on the scene of a deadly fire in Roosevelt. This is a wild story. A woman who was facing eviction barricaded herself inside this home. She turned on the gas and then set the home on fire. She did not make it out alive. Maybe that was her plan. The neighbors say she had 30 cats inside of this house. You can imagine if you're the homeowner and you had leased to this woman. Oh, God. I mean, I feel sorry for the woman as well, but... Uh, the cats did not survive, as you might guess. The home was actually subdivided. So not only did she burn down her own home, but she did some major destruction to the people who live right next door to her. Uh, here's that woman. It looks unlivable. Your house. Though. My house. The other house, I, didn't, I don't even think it's there. I don't know. I can't go back. In, I can't go in there until investigate. Yeah, how horrendous uh, that uh, life gets that bad that you need to set yourself and the house on fire. She apparently lived in this home for 22 years and hadn't paid rent in a long time. WABC News Time 511. Water, as we told you yesterday, back on in Hoboken, New Jersey. Thousands had been without it for days. That boil water advisory still in effect. So it's on. The pressure not Perfect in some buildings across the Miles Square City. If you don't know Hoboken, there are lots of high-rise buildings there. So some people still get low water pressure, and then you can't drink it. you got to boil it first. It was like, oh, my God, Eureka. We got flushing water. We have uh, water to wash our hands. So it was a great moment. We've been using bottled water for everything. I feel like every couple months we're doing a story about a pipe in Hoboken that's burst and thousands of people without water. And I'm right, because apparently it does happen every couple months. I'm told it's as old as Hoboken, over 100 years old. You're just talking about the pipes. The infrastructure needs to be addressed. Stop building these high-rises and putting more pressure on a one-square-mile Hoboken. Couldn't get a bottle of anywhere, a bottle of water, that is, anywhere in Hoboken. It's been going really fast. So I had to put in a reorder today, actually. I'm ordering about, like, 400 cases of water. Yeah, it's a store owner in Hoboken. But the good news, water back on school is back open. You just got to boil it before you drink it. WABC News Time 512. Strange, bizarre, scary. The story out of Queens in a Queens neighborhood. Cats have been turning up with horrific and life-threatening injuries. Some sicko out there is doing something to these cats, torturing them, maybe spraying them with chemicals. One of the tiny cats, these all seem to be strays, uh, showing up, 102nd Avenue. This is Richmond Hill. At the end of February, this one homeowner noticed the cats coming around with their legs shaking, uh, their paws bleeding. So this one woman who loves animals started to take these cats in and try to figure out what the heck's going on? Oh, my God. What did they go through? Like, how did this happen? And, you know, their pain, because you could see it in their face. You know, it's just, and they're shaking, and it was horrible. Yeah, so things get more disturbing and mysterious. Two more cats were discovered in the last couple days with identical injuries, a huge red flag that showed someone might be doing something to them on purpose. Chemical burns. 
Uh, people are doing some detective work on their own, trying to figure out who's behind this all. I'm worried about abuse. Um, I don't know if it's against the cats directly or if someone's throwing chemicals to deter all animals. Could be that people just don't want the stray cats in their neighborhood. Someone's going after them. This wouldn't be the first time that's happened. The cat's taken to Long Island Veterinary Specialist Hospital. One of the cats, such bad shape that it unfortunately passed away. WABC News Time 514. At 1.7 million homeowners and renters in New Jersey will benefit from what they're calling the largest tax relief program in New Jersey history. So essentially, they're just giving you back your tax money you should probably have in your pocket anyway. But Governor Murphy celebrating this as homeowners with it come up to $150,000 will receive a $1,500 rebate in the spring. Renters will get a $450 rebate. That's nice to have a little extra cash in your pocket. By any measure, this is real relief, and especially for middle class, working families, seniors, Anchor is going to effectively take away years of property tax increases. Again, I will point out this is money you already paid out, and they're giving it back to you. So I, you know, I guess that's better than not giving it back to you. Uh, the, yesterday, by the way, was the deadline to sign up for this, so maybe I should have done the story yesterday. This has been a significant step in our continuing efforts to ensure that New Jersey remains affordable for all those who call this state home. I don't know if it's going to make it any more affordable when you get $450 back or $1,500 back. Governor Murphy says about 480,000 people in the end signed up for the program. For tenants, it's going to ease the burden of recent rent rental increases, which have been pretty steep over the past year or two. Okay, WABC News Time 515. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Alec. Good morning, Justin. Thank you, Noam. Good morning. Happy Thursday morning, Friday Eve, if you will. Right back at you. Thank you. It was another statement win for the Knicks last night as they grabbed their seventh straight W in the form of a 142 to 118 shellacking of the Brooklyn Nets at the Garden. Jalen Brunson proved he is the best player in New York City, clocking out with a game-high 39 points of the Knicks' 81 first-half points. Brunson scored 30 of them, leading New York past Brooklyn for the second straight time since the Nets parted ways with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The point guard spoke following the game on the decisive victory. We're just focused on giving them time. Um, that's all we can really do. And uh, Obviously, we've had a streak of wins, but um, nah, we just we learned from our past, and uh, we just got to continue to make ourselves better as we keep going forward. With the win, the Knicks opened a two-game lead over the Nets for the number 5 seed in the Eastern Conference. They'll make the trip down to Miami to tip it off with the Heat tomorrow night. As for the Nets, they'll be in Boston tomorrow night taking on the Celtics. On the ice, the Rangers secured an overtime win in Philadelphia over the Flyers, final score being 3-2, to two, while the Rangers and their fans await tonight's debut of A1 Patrick Kane. It was their other newly acquired stud in Vladimir Tarasenko who gave Kane a winning welcome in the warm-up to his anticipated arrival. Tarasenko was flying around all night long, registering assists on goals by Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider before playing the hero in overtime with this rocket from the circle. Coaches really figured out this three-on-three, huh? Remember when it first came oh in? It was just God. wide open. It was reckless. It was fun. It was great. Yep. Now it's a total regroup. Here's Tarasenko trying to burst through the middle. Tarasenko shot. He scores! Vladimir Tarasenko wins it in overtime! That call courtesy of TNT. The Rangers will go for their third straight win tonight in Canes. Madison Square Garden debut when they welcome in the Ottawa Senators for a 7 p.m. puck drop. Out in Colorado was the Devils keeping pace with the Rangers with a win of their own, bearing the Avalanche by a score of 7-5. Bastion, Heischer, Palat, Tatar, Wood, and Hamilton all scored for New Jersey, with Dawson Mercer also lighting the lamp for the seventh straight game. 
Devs have won three straight, and we'll try to make that number four tomorrow night in Vegas against the Golden Knights. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. WABC News Time 519, getting some breaking news out of Patterson, New Jersey on a state trooper who was shot there. We'll get you the details on that. An overnight flight that was terrifying for some passengers. Also the latest on that. That and more coming up. But first, let's check in with Lou Dobbs and Wall Street. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Stocks off to a sluggish start in March. All three major indexes lower yesterday. EVs dragging the Nasdaq down 76 points. Rivian shares tanked after earnings down 18%. Salesforce stock jumping 13% in extended trading. Operating cash flow up 19%. Salesforce increasing its full year guidance after earnings. More retail earnings today. Costco's net income forecast up 10%. The stock's up more than 5 percent this year. Costco's full-year guidance and focus, uncertainty remains across the retail sector. Two of the biggest PC names report earnings today, both Dell and Hewlett-Packard revenue forecast lower. Demand for PCs continue to slide. Weekly jobless claims once again forecast higher. Last week's report came in lower than forecast as initial benefits slump. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening Listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. WABC News Time 521. Getting this piece of breaking news into the 77 WABC newsroom. And I'm just reading through this press release we have uh, received from state police in New Jersey. So this is new to me as it is to you. A New Jersey state trooper was shot in Patterson overnight. So early this morning, cops say they do have one suspect in custody and are searching for two more people. This happened near 28th Street and 9th Avenue. Officers with long guns searching a wooded area. Uh, canines are with them. They are sniffing through a local Burger King. Not clear what the connection is to the shooting. Other state troopers joining in this search. The wounded trooper hit in the leg. Two other troopers were taken to the hospital to be checked out as well. So, so far, it sounds like they're going to be okay. Keep our fingers crossed there at the scene. Uh, unmarked trooper car has bullet holes in it. So again, uh, this detail's kind of sketchy. That's as much as we know, but a state trooper shot early this morning, Patterson, New Jersey, one person in custody. The search for two others is on what led to that shooting. As soon as we know the details about that, we will pass them on to you. WABC News Time 522. Outdoor dining structures here in the city that gave restaurants, of course, that huge boost during the pandemic may only be allowed as a seasonal option now. Andrew Ridgie, of course, he heads the New York City Hospitality Alliance. He says restaurants will be hurt big time if they're forced to put up and take down those dining sheds every season. So if they have to pay to set up their roadway dining, then take it down, store it, and then have to put it back up again, it may just be prohibitive. Council member Marjorie Velasquez is the one who's sponsoring this seasonal outdoor dining bill. Uh, some of these sheds, they're essentially like restaurants in themselves. They cost tens of thousands, if not more than that, to put up and take down. It wouldn't 
it'd be cost, cost prohibitive for these restaurants to do so. There are 13,000 registered outdoor dining structures across the five boroughs. Some of them are really ugly and should be taken down. Other than others are fantastic. You can't wait to sit outside in one of them. They have to get a decision as soon as possible. We need to know if we have to. Im- oh, so this is an owner of one of those restaurants who owns a dining shed. They have to get a decision as soon as possible. We need to know if we have to invest in the outside dining. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll get a decision from the city council in a matter of days. WABC News Time 524. This also breaking overnight. Terrified passengers heard screaming with reports of broken glass in the cabin of a Lufthansa flight. A Twitter user sharing a photo from this Lufthansa flight, 469. It was headed to Frankfurt, Germany from Austin, Texas. Severe turbulence forced the pilots to make an emergency landing at Dulles International. That's in Virginia. The extent of the people who were injured, there were seven of them taken to hospital. It's unknown at this time. Someone just gave me audio uh, that a Twitter user put up who was on this flight. So I'm hearing this for the first time. I don't know if it's people screaming. Hopefully nobody's saying anything awful. That sounds kind of calm to me. Uh, I'm waiting for the moment where something interesting happens. It sounds like that's not going to happen, so I won't keep going. But Luthanza responding to some of the passengers on Twitter saying that they're sorry to hear about their experience and that they should reach out to their colleagues at the airport for immediate assistance. The airline also offering a link for passengers to submit a request for compensation. So maybe they'll get some sort of free flight in the future. But uh, again, we'll wait for more details to come in on this. Seven people taken to the hospital. This is overnight after severe turbulence on a Lufthansa, Lufthansa flight that was headed to Frankfurt, Germany from Texas that had to make a landing at Dulles International. WABC News Time 525. Also last night, a police officer in Chicago shot dead responding to a domestic violence call. We're heartbroken. Unfortunately, we're delivering the very tragic news that one of our on-duty Chicago police officer has been fairly shot this evening. Female officer, we don't know who she is. They have not released her identity as at least of an hour ago. The officer responding to this domestic-related call got into some sort of gun battle with somebody who lives at the home. This young officer who had, right at five years on this department, had a bright future ahead of him. The gunman was shot in the head, also in critical in critical condition. The officer who was killed was struck multiple times. Again, uh, as more details on that story come in from overnight, we will pass them on to you. WABC News Time 528. Illegal immigration continues to rise with encounters at the southern border hitting the one million mark in just the first four months of the fiscal year. And experts are warning that these would-be migrants, these asylum seekers, they apparently go through hell at the hands of cartels as they try to make it here, either paying them off in money or paying them off in sex or carrying drugs across the border. One theme, you know, was some of them were exposed to additional tragic experiences, you know, at the hands of smugglers. Yeah, so uh, part of the problem, of course, just the fact that so many people are coming across the border, that's a problem in itself. But the abuse that these migrants take on just to get here 
some of these stories we just don't know about. You know, I remember seeing uh, an adult uh, that lost, you know, her family, all of the family members at the hands of smugglers. Yeah, these cartels. The real crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border is that of mental health. Well, mental health and the violence against these people coming across the border. And then, of course, the fact that we're taking them on and that costs billions of dollars. WABC News Time 529. So much more to get to on this Thursday morning. As always, as we have over the last three weeks, we'll go out to East Palestine to see the, what's going on there, the latest. And there's more crazy stories out about uh, what's going on there. And uh, we'll continue our search for Hoda Kotbe, uh before the morning wears on. And what is it with these Jeopardy fans? They are out of their mind. The latest news from them and who the final host might be. That and more coming up. WABC News Time is 530. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noam Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports, Lou Dobbs, Business. And now, here's Noam Layden on 77 WABC. It's actually Noam. I, I got to get them to fix it. I haven't been paying attention to that. Good morning. It is Thursday, March 2nd. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Could see a shower this morning and then sun and clouds this afternoon high near 60 tonight overnight those clouds hang around low 34 and then friday afternoon showers high 45 if you are walking out the door with us and so happy you are right now it is 40 and cloudy a lot to get to before we roll out at six o'clock and sit and friends in the morning comes in this story breaking actually during this hour and i wanted to give you a little more details and we've gotten a few more just in the last five or six minutes a new jersey state trooper shot in the city of patterson that's in new jersey overnight uh this it was early this morning Police say they do have somebody, at least one gunman, in custody. They are searching the woods in this wooded area of Patterson with long guns looking for two more people. That as of about seven minutes ago, these officers with long guns searching a nearby wooded area with canines. Uh, they also were sniffing through a local Burger King. Not clear what the connection is to this uh, shooting. But here's what we know about the state trooper who was shot. They were shot in the leg. So our hopes is that's the kind of injury that they can quickly recover from. Two other state troopers have been taken to a local hospital to be checked out. That might be from just ringing in their ears from the gunfire that took place. Apparently, also an unmarked trooper car has bullet holes in it. This, again, in the city of Patterson, involving a car on Route 20 that ended up in this Patterson neighborhood early this morning. Not clear if police were following him. Again, as more details on that story come into us, we will pass them on to you. And, of course, our prayers, our hopes are with that state trooper who was shot in Patterson early this morning. WABC News Time is uh, 533. The governor of Ohio praising the people of East Palestine for their resiliency in the aftermath of that February 3rd train derailment. Governor Mike DeWine also expressed his gratitude for the recovery efforts by those from federal and state agencies. I'm also impressed by uh, the hard work that so many people are doing uh, to make sure that this is a, a community that is in fact safe and does in fact remain safe. 
By the way, the governor just getting hammered in Ohio for the response to this train accident that took place back on February 3rd. He was there yesterday with EPA female officials doing another news briefing after spending the day there, assuring residents again that they will be taken care of. We're here. Uh, we're with you. And we're going to continue to work um, to get the job done. But we still keep hearing about people who live in town who are still sick from when those chemicals were burned off back on February 3rd. At least that's their thought. They say they weren't sick before that train derailed. They've all expressed a desire to have the railroad uh, that has unique, the railroads that have unique knowledge about this to actively participate uh, in that training. Yes, so there is a push to shore up rail safety across the U.S. following the accident. Making sure that we have more teeth, uh, more standards, and more enforceability when it comes to freight railroad safety. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has also been hammered over the response to this train accident. He says he is glad a bipartisan group of senators introducing some legislation that's aimed at preventing rail disasters in the future. The Railway Safety Act of 2023 would create stricter safety requirements for trains that are carrying hazardous materials and increase the number of rail car inspections. I guess maybe not enough are being done right now. It is uh, a very, very good development uh, that there is now bipartisan legislation emerging uh, in the Senate, work being done in the House as well on some of the things that I've been calling for. WABC News Time 536. We told you about this story yesterday, the SNAP food payment of 95 bucks that 30 million low-income Americans were receiving during the pandemic. It ran out yesterday, and food banks across New York and New Jersey, and well, for that matter, the nation were warning that they should keep this $95 payment in place for these low-income families because it's getting it so they can stretch their dollar further for groceries. And they're afraid that the food banks will be overwhelmed. Well, food banks already saying people showing up at their door because they're worried this $95 payment has gone away, that they might not be able to put food on the table. Most families coming to food pantries have jobs, right? This is the working poor in many cases, but their jobs simply don't cover the cost. Yeah, that's Dan Egan with the Feeding New York State. He says uh, that assistant going away means that his food pantry and others across the state will need assistance feeding these people who may not be able to get enough food. Two weeks ago, I was at a food distribution here in Albany where we ran out of food and we had to tell people, sorry, you know, we got to send you away without giving you any food. And you hate to do that to anyone. The need is there. WABC News Time 539. Let's go down to Washington to see the White House applauding Eli Lilly, the pharmaceutical company, for capping insulin costs. American families have been crushed by drug costs many times higher than the cost to make them and uh, what people in our in other countries are charged for. It is crazy. If you go to Europe or just across the border into Canada and you look at the pharmaceutical products and you say, wait a minute, how am I paying three times the amount they are in Canada? Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says it's important progress towards lowering health care costs for all Americans. The drug maker, Eli Lilly, announcing that it will cap out-of-pocket costs for its most popular insulin products at $35 a month. Capping what patients pay for drug makers' insulin products at $35. Jean-Pierre, that's a 
Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House spokesman, saying that it's important progress towards lowering health care costs for other products and other and all Americans, for that matter. Unfortunately, congressional Republicans are making among the few left that believe. Yeah, so she's just taking a political hit there. I'm not going to bother with that. But the good news that the insulin prices are coming down because they're out of hand at this point. WABC News Time 540. Attorney General Merrick Garland being challenged over his efforts to protect Supreme Court justices. You remember they were really threatened after the word came out that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. Remember, we found out ahead of the decision that it was going to happen. And then uh, a couple of the justices, one guy showed up outside one Supreme Court justice's house with a gun. I mean, he got within a block. So anyway, here's Merrick Garland. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. Oh, this is a Ted Cruz going after Merrick Garland, saying that not enough's being done. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the... So the answer ju- is no. ...is to defend the lives of the justices... So this was a hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday. Garland and Republican Senator Ted Cruz got into this heated debate about threats after the leak of the case that eventually led to Roe v. Wade being overturned. Cruz claims Garland sat on his hand while protesters descended on the homes of the justices who voted to reverse Roe. Why are you unwilling to say no? The answer's no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute? Yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't. Yeah, Cruz questioning Garland's choices of prosecution during the last year or so. How do you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? But marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute. Do you remember there was that one creepy dude? He flew from California, made it to Washington, D.C., had a bag with a gun and all kinds of other stuff, and made it near Justice Kavanaugh's house. I mean... In the end, the Supreme Court justice was protected, but just the fact that this creep got within a block. You spent 20 years as a judge, and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives, and you did nothing to prosecute WABC News Time 542. Americans who are eager to find out if the Supreme Court will allow student loan debt to be forgiven could be waiting until June for an answer, likely they will. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield is defending the program. We are confident that the program is legal. Uh, the government made a compelling case that opponents uh, of of the um, uh, of the plan uh, don't have standing here. There were uh, oral arguments uh, Tuesday. The U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth uh, Prelogger argued the Biden administration had the authority to cancel hundreds of billions of dollars in student debt under the hero. Act. That's what's being challenged here. I think it's important to take a step back and recognize that what President Biden is doing is trying to ensure that working class people, middle class people all across this country have breathing room. And opponents of this program are trying to prevent that from happening. People, of course, losing their mind on both sides of this issue. One, the people, of course, who paid off their loans or paid for college they're saying wait a minute should i get something why should these people get ten thousand dollars off then you get the people on the other side who say well i'm drowning in debt things are more expensive now then you have randy weingarten do you remember her she was head of the new york city's teachers union for a while now in dc she was on the steps of the supreme court yesterday pushing for the supreme court to let this go through to let the biden administration uh, forgive some of this debt. And uh, it was kind of a strange moment. She sort of lost her mind. We are going to deal 
we deal with the end of the pandemic, we're going to deal with that. We're not going to start student debt again without actually making a down payment of it. And the Secretary of Education has the right to do it. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, <laughs> during the pandemic, we understood that small business... Yeah, it's a little too early to hear that, isn't it? But anyway, she's sort of just crazy moment on the steps of the Supreme Court. WABC News Time 544. Mississippi is the latest state to ban gender-affirming treatments for transgender youth. No child in Mississippi will have these drugs or surgeries pushed upon them. This stops today. We are taking a stand for all of our children. That's the Republican Governor Tate Reeves signing a bill into law saying there's a dangerous movement spreading across the country, effective immediately, at least in Mississippi. The measure prohibits gender transition procedures for anyone under the age of 18. That includes uh, puberty blockers as well, hormone therapy, surgery. Same goes for Iowa, which is also doing the same thing. We're not trying to trick cis kids into becoming trans. We're trying to help trans kids live long enough to become trans adults. Yeah, so this is a someone pushing back against what's going on in Iowa, saying that uh, these people should be able to have the opportunity to get the surgery before 18. It's an argument, of course, going across the country state by state, but at least in Mississippi and Iowa, both places saying, no, you got to wait until you're 18 if you want to have that gender reassigning surgery. WABC News Time 545. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. And here's Justin Ella. Thank you, know. It was another statement win for the Knicks last night as they grabbed their seventh straight W in the form of a 142 to 118 shellacking of the Brooklyn Nets at the Garden. Dylan Brunson proved he's the best player in New York City right now, clocking out with a game-high 39 points of the Knicks' 81 first-half points. Brunson scored 30 of them, leading New York past Brooklyn for the second straight time since the Nets parted ways with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The point guard spoke following the game on the decisive victory for the Knickerbockers. We're just focused on giving them time. Um, that's all we can really do. And uh, Obviously, we've had a streak of wins, but um, nah, we just we learned from our past, and um, we just got to continue to make ourselves better as we keep going forward. With the win, the Knicks opened a two-game lead over the Nets for the number 5 seed in the Eastern Conference. They'll make the trip down to Miami to tip it off with the Heat tomorrow night. As for the Nets, they'll be in Boston tomorrow night taking on the Celtics. On the ice, the Rangers secured an overtime win in Philadelphia over the Flyers, final score being 3-2. to two. While the Rangers and their fans await tonight's debut of Patrick Kane, it was their other newly acquired stud in Vladimir Tarasenko who gave Kane a winning welcome in the warm-up to his anticipated arrival. Tarasenko was flying around all night long registering assists on goals by Mika Zibinic and Chris Kreider before playing the hero in overtime with this rocket from the circle. Coach has really figured out this three-on-three, huh? Remember when it first came oh in? It was just God. wide open. It was reckless. It was fun. It was great. Well, now it's a total regroup. Here's Tarasenko trying to burst through the middle. Tarasenko shot. He scores! Vladimir Tarasenko wins it in overtime! That call courtesy of TNT. The Rangers will go for their third straight win tonight in Kane's Madison Square Garden debut when they welcome in the Ottawa Senators for a 7 p.m. puck drop. Out in Colorado, it was the Devils keeping pace with the Rangers with a win of their own, burying the Avalanche by a score of 7-5. to Bastion, Heischer, Palat, Tatar, Wood, and Hamilton all scored for New Jersey, with Dawson Mercer also lighting the lamp for the seventh straight 
game. The Devs have won three straight, and we'll try and make that number four tomorrow night in Vegas against the Golden Knights. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. WABC News Time 549. Let's catch up on some of the big stories of the morning. Police investigating after a car drove into and totaled a home in Hicksville, Long Island. This is not just smashing into the front of it, but uh, through the den of this home. I heard something boom, and I saw outside is nothing. Then my friend called me. Uh, something happened over there. My wife says walking the door. She's nervous about kids coming around the corner all the time. So they fly around the corner on a regular basis. Someone inside the home at the time. Thankfully, they were on the second floor. Were not hurt. It's insane. This is a, you're supposed to feel safe in your home. This car went right through what appears to be their den. You're supposed to be safe at home. And a car goes flying through. <laughs> yeah. this, this person did not put their foot on the brake. Yeah, no I doubt. mean, it's obvious. Investigators say the driver, not drunk or under the influence, young, hasn't been charged with anything. A woman recovering after being slashed in the shoulder. This was Midtown Manhattan, right outside the Brooklyn Diner, 57th and uh, 7th Avenue. Witnesses rushing to help her. Construction workers here. She screamed. She screamed that uh, when, when she screamed, though, she just ran off this way. And that's when the guys, we just, we just started talking to her, trying to help her out with the, with the blood coming out. Of her arm. She was bleeding all over the sidewalk. It was an ugly scene. We noticed that she was bleeding on her arm. So, I mean, I, I actually gave her like a cloth in order to tie it so the blood was stopped. And then uh, she said the guy just started running off that way. Uh, just random. Randomly just did it. Did not know who the person was who stabbed her. Never seen him before. That's what she says. This woman about 60. She was 61. Police believe the attack uh, was totally random. Neighbors say, you know, scary stuff like this happens once in a while. I think it's a very disgusting scenario. This is a very nice area of town. I live here. I've walked this street a million times. Yeah. I thought the crime was getting better. Yeah. And it seemed like this neighborhood was improving. Um, you know, I mean, it was much worse a few months ago. And while you were sleeping last night, SpaceX Crew 6 mission finally got off the ground. Three, two, one. It is full power and lift off. The crew 6. Go Dragon, go Falcon. That's liftoff from the Kennedy Space Center. Took place about midnight on board two NASA astronauts, a Russian cosmonaut, and the first long-duration astronaut for the United Arab Emirates. The crew will spend six months at the International Space Station before they return to Earth. WABC News Time is 5.53. What is going on at the TV show Jeopardy? The... the uh, the hosts, you know, they've been doing these rotating hosts. One of them is, of course, the actress Mayim Bialik. The other one is Ken Jennings, who was a longtime champion for the show. And people are nuts about this. Uh, some are Team Ken Jennings. Some are Team Mayim Bialik. The two of them are trying to stay out of the fight. Well, I guess they're awfully quiet. But, uh, what? Oh, is that them? What is that? Strange. Okay. Anyway, uh, the two of them are trying to stay out of the fight. Should I try playing another bite? That's weird. What's going on here? Oh, there we go. Can you hear that? What is going on? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it was supposed to be the two of them talking about how they love each other. They're great. But now the new season has come out. And so uh, the uh, producers are putting out who's hosting what shows. It seems most people, if you follow Twitter, Instagram, that kind of thing, 
are more uh, favor of Ken Jennings than they are Maya Bialik. They kind of want her to do the celebrity version of the show. But boy, are those fans passionate about uh, Jeopardy. Over at the uh, Today Show. They are reassuring viewers there that everything's okay with co-hosts Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. So Hoda Kotb hasn't been seen in more than two weeks. Savannah Guthrie actually left the show in the middle of the day on Wednesday, Tuesday at like 7 o'clock she was there. At 7.30 she was gone. So apparently she wasn't feeling good and they tested her and she had COVID. So they took her off the, uh, off the desk. With Hoda Kotb, it's not really clear what's going on. But they did address it on the show because she hasn't been there in weeks. We know a lot of you have been wondering how she's doing. We can tell you uh, that Hoda's okay. Uh, she's got a, a family health matter that she has been yeah. dealing with. So uh, we look forward to seeing Hoda and Savannah yeah. back here at the desk very, very soon. They no, both suck. Uh, What's that? God, they both suck. I kind of I mean, like Hoda. Oh, stop. She's a nice lady. Yeah, she seems like a nice lady. She's a likable, nice lady. She's about as exciting as a fart in a windstorm. She sucks. <laughs> the other one is just a liberal, agenda-driven, nasty, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she is, Savannah Guthrie, but... Plain Jane. Um, yeah, she's not, I mean, she's not interesting. But Hoda's interesting? Yeah, I think Hoda's kind of... I kind of like Hoda. Savannah's a very too plain Yeah, Jane. I don't like not either one of them. Really? They're both right. boring to me. Well, I mean, at least the other one, uh, who's a little one? Uh, Katie Couric. She would, like, say and do really stupid stuff, you know. She'd be smiling at a dead soldier's wife, you know. <laughs> be like, what are you doing? But uh, the whole day is just too uh, too sweet. It's annoying. And the other one is uh, too hateful. So i got to find somebody in the middle. This guy reached out to me, said... And he says, I'm sick and tired of paying this uh, new fee, this up fee to get pay for my seat on the airlines. Yeah. Right? You know, this has been going on for years now, right? Where yeah. you pay for your ticket, then you have to pay like 100 bucks if you bring luggage on. You're stupid enough to do that. But then you, if you want a good seat, like not the middle seat, then they charge you 50 bucks, 75 yeah. bucks, 100 bucks. Yeah. So this guy gets on a flight. He is flying from New York to New Zealand or Australia. I forget which country he said he was from. But uh he gets on and somebody wants to switch seats with him. And he's like, wait a minute. I've spent a uh, hundred extra bucks for this ticket. Those days of switching seats with you, those are long over. I'm not doing it. Whatever. It's my birthday today. Like, I just like, I would like to sit with my partner, whatever. And he's like, nah, no problem. Just not moving. Am I missing something? Can somebody explain to me what the hell is going on here? It's the same seat, just on a different side of an aisle. Can somebody please tell me what the hell is going wrong here? Yeah, Am I in the wrong or I'm in the right? If you're going to charge us more for seats, then those days of switching seats are over. Now, American Airlines announcing last week that they will not charge you extra to sit with your family. So that makes sense. They shouldn't do that. It's crazy. It's a lot of money. But... If you're paying for your seat, the stewardess should not then come up to you and say, hey, are you willing to move? And so and this guy said, no, I'm not willing to move. And it became a big ordeal on this flight. And uh, he held his ground. Good for him. He said, I'm not moving. He did not. He sat on that you know, 15-hour flight from New York to Australia. We are just minutes away from Sid and Friends in the morning. So let's find out what's coming up on today's show. Here's Justin Ellick. Well, thank you, Gnome. Thursday morning edition of the Sid and Friends in the morning. Program. We're all ready to go here. Bottom of each hour. You don't want to miss the mini cast clip of the day today featuring Cats and Cosby. 940 this morning, the Thursday morning edition of the Peerless Boiler Sid's Take Contest. And then in the way of guests, 640 this morning, Frank Morano will be hopping on the program. 740 this morning, Judge Andrew Napolitano for his weekly Thursday morning segment. 825, we'll have some nuggets with Gnome Layden. And 840 this morning, Big Bad Bill O'Reilly for uh, the segment of the week at 840 this morning, 925. 
five this morning, wrapping things up. Ron Duguay is going to hop on the program, come talk some hockey. Big uh, debut tonight, Patrick King. Yeah, you forgot about Bo Deedle. 905 oh, right. in Deedle He'll kill you. He'll he, kill he will you. kill me if I forget him. Wow. You're right. You're right. I even had that written down here. Actually, no, I didn't. Bo Deedle, 905. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can't wait for Bo and everybody else coming up. We are so happy you joined us in this 5 o'clock hour. We'll do it all over again tomorrow morning. But don't go anywhere now. Yeah, Sid and friends in the morning, they are up next.